Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And he never lets us down. He always delivers the goods to get the weekend started. It's so easy getting the Duff McKagan joke of the week rolling. And here it is. Hey, Chris Jericho. It's uh, Duff McKagan calling you from um, sunny uh, Southern California today. I got a question for you. You know why a, a nose can't be 12 inches long? Well, because then it would be a foot. Thank you. Okay, that's not bad. That's a good one. That's uh, one that I told my kids and they laughed at it. So uh, good job to rock and roll Hall of Famer Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses and also Walking Papers. Uh, they're going on tour very soon with Allison Chains, taking time out of his busy schedule to send these in every Friday. Uh, he sent in a couple more today. Duff is locked and loaded, and so are we. Today, we're going back to conspiracy theories, talking all about flat earth. All right, here's your chance to see why NBA star Kyrie Irving and rapper B.O. B believe that we do not live on a globe-shaped planet, but rather a flat plane. David Weiss, host of the Flat Earth Podcast and creator of the DITRH YouTube channel that stands for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. Uh, he is here with us. I heard him on uh, Keeping It 100 with Conan. David is here to debunk common arguments about globe-shaped planet Earth, explain all the research he's done that points to the Earth being flat, and he offers some explanations as to why mainstream society does not embrace the flat earth understanding like he does he also wants to make it clear that he's not a member of the flat earth society and he'll tell you why you shouldn't trust their information either david weiss is talking about antarctica solar eclipses the north star circumnavigation and even the way airplanes fly as proof that we live on a flat earth it's all about science and he'll explain that as well david was actually a skeptic about flat earth as i'm sure many of you are most of us are and he spent years trying to prove that the earth was a globe and he failed in all his pursuits all of that research led him to the understanding that we do indeed live on a flat earth so let's get into this flat earth understanding with david weiss right now okay so something that's been uh intriguing me for a while and i've heard a lot about it especially over the last few years 
is the concept of the flat earth and then the flat earth society. So um, I'm with a kind of an expert in the field, maybe the top expert <laughs> in the world of flat earth is David David Weiss here calling uh, from, from New York, like you said, a, a nasally Jewish sounding guy from New York. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for including that in the show. Um. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting to me, the, uh, um, the whole concept of this, and I know there's a lot to talk about and a lot to get into, but do you find that over the last few years that the, the, this whole, I guess, theory to some reality to you has kind of hit in the mainstream in a lot of ways? Oh, it is expanding um, amazingly. You know, every time I'm on uh, the phone with customer service, I was just on with Apple Care. At the end, I asked him a question. I said, is the earth flat around? And he said, it's flat. So it's getting out there. People are asking questions. Um, it, and, and again, you know, when they say conspiracy theory, it's mm-hmm. not. It's just we actually look into what we're told. And most people just believe what they were told since kindergarten. You live on this globe and they have you, they show you that. And there's no proof of it whatsoever. I'm with you and all of your listeners. It sounds insane. But that's just because we've been indoctrinated into believing the utter nonsense of the globe. Well, and the thing is, too, like I said, like our show here, we, we talk a lot about this. And I am on the other side of the fence when it comes to like something like the moon landing. I don't believe that it really happened the way that they say it did. So it's not like I don't believe this theory. I just don't know a lot about it. Uh, and like you just mentioned, everybody's starting to talk about this now. Now, David, how did you get involved with this whole this whole situation? And have you believed this for years just recently? Uh, so. Yeah, I'll I'll answer that. I've I've answered it before. Um, Belief is the enemy of knowing and people just believe what they're told because we're trusting uh, human beings. We want to trust what authority tells us. We want to trust people. It's our nature. But we've been lied on on such a level that uh, even people that are awake have a hard time dealing with it. And the way I came across it, I did a podcast called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole for three years, a weekly podcast, um, two hours an episode where we discussed all the different deceptions that were happening uh, in the world. And uh, in the third year, a couple of people started sending me uh, flat earth stuff, and I refused to even watch a one-minute video. Utter nonsense. I even banned them from our social media. Hmm. Um, I, I, I ignored them. And then one day, speaking with another prominent researcher, she said, you know, for all I know, with all this deceptions, we could be living on a flat earth. And I was like, what? And that's when I started to dig in. I said, I'm just going to debunk this, make this go away. And if you truly look into what you believe about the globe, you will find out that it is nonsense. Well, and and what kind of brought you to that? Because you're talking about how we grew up this way. And of course, we've been told our whole lives that the earth is round and you've seen the pictures of it from space and all that sort of thing. So what kind of led you to believe that what these people were telling you was completely the truth? I tried to, um, for the for quite a while, tried to disprove it. I was trying to get this out of even a subject to talk about because it's ridiculous. But as you look into it, everything, you know, there's there's three categories that things can fall into. Works on a ball earth, works on a flat earth, or it could work on both. And there's many examples. But what you will find is nothing falls into the only works on a ball earth basket. So again, you know, we're, we're told by Bill Lye, the scientism guy, that 
you know, here are the proofs that we live on a, on a, on a ball, you know, ships going over the horizon, right. um, gravity, but all of those things have been disproven. We were all shown that three-masted ship, you know, going over the horizon and it disappears from the bottom up. Um, but that was a very deceptive video. As each time the video cut, the camera was lowered. And when you go into the distance, you do lose um, the bottoms of ships and the bottoms of buildings and the bottoms of mountains in the distance. But that's because of an atmospheric phenomena, and we can prove that. It's not just us saying that. We have like a time-lapse video of across a bay, uh, across a big lake. And uh, you can see the beach and the buildings. And throughout the day, um, the beach disappears, the buildings disappear, and then it goes back to the beach. It goes up and down just due to temperature and humidity levels. Okay, but if you're talking about, let's say, like the sun, uh, the sun setting, or the sun, you know, when you watch a sunset on the beach, for, yep. for example, it slowly goes down beyond the horizon as the world turns. That's kind of the way that they that you would see this. How so you-, you believe that when you watch the sunset, you're falling over backwards at about a thousand miles per hour, which is almost double the speed of sound. <laughs> That's what we believe. It's everywhere, and it's literally brainwashing adults and children. Um, to believe in this heliocentric nonsense, the sunset that now, again, everyone that's listening to this, have a pen or your computer or your iPhone, whatever. And I'm going to give you places to go, um, videos to watch, because you shouldn't believe anything I say. You have to check this yourself. And when people say, oh, it's on YouTube, let me tell you something. YouTube is not an information source. It's just a platform. It's a platform that has everything on it. And nonsense and real stuff. It's just a way to share information. So um, you're asking about the sunset. Yeah. It has to, it, it's, it's difficult to do on a podcast, but I'll explain it the best I can and I'll tell you where to go to, to watch some videos. When you look up at a cloud, imagine there's a white fluffy cloud above you and you have to tilt your head back and you look straight up at the cloud. Now watch that cloud dis, you know, go off over the water into the distance. At about 20 to 30 miles away, that cloud is almost indistinguishable from the horizon. Mm-hmm. If, if you drew a line from your eyes to that cloud, from your point of view, it would be a parallel line with the ground. Do you, do, yeah, do you, sure. Can you see that? Yeah. But imagine if somebody was standing under that cloud and can see that line. They would see a line from 20,000 feet in the air sloping down to your eyes in the distance. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a completely different way to look at it. So when the sun, our local sun, is above the earth, just as it appears, it travels in a circle just like the moon does. They're the same size. They're very close. Um, as it goes away, that line of clouds in the distance becomes what I call a cloud horizon or an atmospheric horizon. You can only see so far until the atmosphere becomes opaque. And as it goes past that, it gets eclipsed, mm-hmm. and there, there's um, there's some videos. So, what, first thing to write down is my YouTube channel is D I T R H. It's just the initials of Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, and there's a playlist on there called Sunsets. And if you watch a bunch of those videos, you'll start to understand how your eyes work, how perspective works, and how the angular result, angular limit of um your eyes is. When something is right in front of your face, it has a wide angle. You're seeing it maybe at a 45 degrees angles, uh, 45 degree angle. As it moves into the distance, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. When that angle becomes less than 0.02 degrees, it's invisible to the human eye. And that's how things disappear 
you know, on the horizon. The sun is just getting eclipsed by the cloud horizon. And and just another thing, it's that 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 is actually the this is the most complicated part of flat Earth. The rest is simple. Hmm. Um, people say that the sun remains the same size as it moves away from you. Therefore, you know they they say that proves the ball. That that's nonsense. Ninety nine percent of us, when we see a distant sunset, we're seeing it over a over over water mostly, or where there is um, lots of humidity in the air. And as the sun moves farther away, it gets bigger in magnification, atmospheric magnification, but it's getting smaller due to perspective. So it's kind of like a delicate dance where it looks like it remains the same size. However, in the winter in the north, if you notice, the sun is actually bigger um, for the for the last you know few hours of the day mm-hmm. versus in the summer for the last few hours of the day. And that's just because it's farther, but it's being magnified more. Again, wrapping your mind around this is, is, is difficult, but if you focus, you know, they, they've indoctrinated us in school not to think. They just have us read and repeat and not think for ourselves, and that's how we've gotten into this mess. So you're saying it's almost like an optical illusion if you're talking about a sunrise? It's not an optical illusion. Um, And and again, this is for you heliocentrists out there. You're not going to like it when I say this. The sun (laughs) is not a physical object. The sun that we see is a reflection. Hmm. It's a or a projection of the real sun. Um, And we we see it relative to our own position. Remember how the moon and the sun used to follow you in the car as a kid and your parents told you you were an idiot? Yeah. Well, you were right. It does follow you. Like if we if you and I were on a beach during sunset, a a half a mile apart, you would see the sun's rays across the water coming right to your feet. Mm -hmm. And I would see it coming to my feet and I would see the sun in a different position than you do. And that's because it's relative to our position in this crazy world we live in. Okay, well, this crazy flat world that we live in. Um, yes. So let me ask you then, is, there's a lot of questions that spring from that, as I'm, I'm sure you know. So are you saying, or as a flat, is it a flat earther? Is that what we call it? A flat, a flat earther? But believing in the flat earth, is it kind of like, uh, I don't know, a, a pizza box or a book, uh, just a flat surface square kind of traveling yeah. through space? Is that kind of what you're saying? So there's a uh, website, and everybody that's getting into this uh, references it. It's called the Flat Earth Society. Yeah. Um, any real flat Earth researcher does not go there. It is uh, they have <laughs> utter nonsense on there, yeah. mixed in with a little bit of flat truth, um, and it basically just makes people short circuit and say, "Oh, this is stupid," and never look into it again. It, it happened to me when I first looked into it. I looked there. I looked you know, at they it say this morning. that the Earth. Yeah, yeah, the Earth is rising up at nine point two meter, nine point eight meters per second, and that creates gravity. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's not the case at all. I don't even know what's on there. I never go there, and neither should any of you. Any of you. And also, they have the picture of the flat disk. You know, yes. the turn up. You know, floating in space. Um, that is not it at all. You have to get out of the idea of infinite space. The flat Earth is a picture. It as a massive ice plane does it terminate or does it go on forever we don't know because we're not allowed to go there so that would be speculation and then the sun is circling over that big ice sheet and it melted out a pond and we'll call that pond our oceans and the shore and the sun oscillates closer to the center during our northern 
hemisplanes summer, and then it makes bigger, wider circles uh, all the way out to December 21st, which we're almost at right now, where the outer southern hemisplane has its summer. So it oscillates in and out over the year, and it keeps all of that water melted. You know, halfway in between those two is the equator, which is just a circle through the middle. Um, the outer shoreline is Antarctica. Antarctica is not a, a continent at the bottom of a ball, but rather the shoreline that surrounds our oceans. And so people say, well, where's the edge? Go take a picture of the edge. You'll jump off the edge, drink bleach, whatever they say. If you go south, which is every direction away from the center point is south, um, you'll hit the Antarctic ice shore. And the question is, how much farther can you go and what's beyond there, which is a whole nother di discussion. Well, there's something that you said where you mentioned we're not allowed to go there. What do you mean we're not allowed to go there? So the Antarctica has a uh, 57 nations, I think, treaty uh, that's been in place forever that no one is allowed to explore Antarctica. No corporations can get its resources, um, nothing. Um, the only way to go to Antarctica, you can go there. It costs a lot of money, you know, maybe $15,000 to go for a couple days. Um, and you get a little tour of the edge of Antarctica and you get brought to a ceremonial spot. They say this is the South Pole. It's not. It's just a pole stuck in the ice. Um, <laughs> and and that's it. You know, there there's so many things about Antarctica and what's beyond it that will blow your mind if, if we get into it. But I'd rather get into some of the, the big questions that people have, um, you know, why the flat earth can't exist. And what you'll find out is you've been brainwashed into not even considering a much simpler answer. Which is? Well, uh, it depends on which thing we're talking about. People say, what about circumnavigation? Is that a question you have? People have circumnavigated the globe. And so let me explain what circumnavigation is. First, the flat earth, you got this giant ice sheet, you got this melted puddle in the center of the puddle uh, is the magnetic north. That's the center point. If you want to circumnavigate, you can go east and west, but east and west are circles. They're not straight lines around a center point. And that is true on a flat earth and on a ball earth. Just a, a simple example of that would be if uh, you're on the globe, you're a mile from the North Pole and you want to go east or west, you have to maintain that one mile distance from the North Pole to maintain a heading of east and west. Mm -hmm. and basically, you're going to do a circle, 3.14 miles, and you're going to be back to where you started from. That's a circle, and you could extend that out bigger and bigger and bigger. The only So as you go west, you have to correct to the north constantly to maintain that heading of 270 degrees. Or if you're going east, 90 degrees, you have to keep turning left. Um, to maintain that heading. And th this is done. Airplanes do it. The autopilot does it. Ships captains have noticed that they always have to keep correcting to the north. Right. Um, and that's true on a ball. That doesn't prove the flat earth. That's true on a ball earth. But that's how it works. Any direction away from the center is south. So let's say I'm here in uh, New York and I'm going to head west, Right but I'm not going to correct to the north. West quickly becomes south. You could look at it on a globe. You can look at it on a flat earth. Yeah. It's the same thing, and you end up going south. So the only way to circumnavigate on a flat earth is east to west. Billions of people have done it, mm -hmm. and you cannot circumnavigate south because south is just away from the center, and you never come back. And no one's done it. There's uh, three or four people. They're Freemasons. They're you know family members of the queen. And it's complete and total nonsense if you actually track 
their trips. They, they basically went there, turned around and came back, you know, and they said they circumnavigated. Not the case. That opens a lot of the questions, but there's something I want to kind of just kind of clarify here. When you mentioned that, uh, I said, what is this kind of like a pizza box flying through space? You said you have to get rid of the idea of space. Are you saying this is kind of like just like a dimension that we're just on one flat plane and there is no space around us? Or, or how, how are you justifying that? Yeah, there's that. that's a really big, uh, a big question there. And to understand it, our world is a flat plane and reality isn't really what we think it is. It's you know, our consciousness, this is really going to, like, I try to like to stick to the basics, but our consciousness doesn't come from inside our head. It comes from an outside source. Let's just call it the heavens above, for lack of a better word. And we are having this physical experience in this physical world. It's a realm, a flat realm, and it's surrounded by a toroidal field. Again, Explaining this on a radio show makes me sound like a lunatic. There's there's um, a great video that if you really want to jump into it, it's um, on the Sage of Quay Radio Hour channel on YouTube, and it's called uh, The Cosmic Egg. Mm-hmm. Watch that. Your, your head will explode. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let me ask you this. You were talking about you know doing a little bit of reading into this. Tell me about the firmament. Is that something that you that you believe in and know about? Is there some kind of a dome that's that's around us? So the question is, you know, do, are we in an enclosed dome, as uh, Mark Sargent likes to say, like a Truman Show reality, just bigger, or you know, is it a is a, a is it a glass dome? Is it uh you know is it water? Is it you know is it an energetic dome that we just can't get through? Or is it an endless plane that possibly has other puddles or other surrounding rings of civilization? Um, The answer is we don't know the answer, but there's a lot of evidence saying that there is some sort of enclosure. And if you think about it, we live in a high pressure uh, world. We have air pressure. Nowhere in science can you test, you know, observe, test and repeat high pressure next to low pressure without it equalizing. And so we're told, you know, we that space is this ultimate vacuum. You know, we're told if they got a, a pinhole in the ISS, you know, window or, or whatever, if a meteorite hit it and made a little tiny hole, it would suck all the air out in a couple seconds. That's because high pressure is trying to equalize with low pressure. But we're led to believe that our world spinning at a thousand miles per hour has the atmosphere that's stuck to it by by Velcro or whatever and is spinning with it and space doesn't just suck the atmosphere off. And the answer that all ballers will say is because of gravity. Gravity. They say gravity. <laughs> right. So gravity is whole, you have to, to believe in the heliocentric spinning ball. You have to believe that gravity, I call it gravity because it's reaching up holding on to all of the air and holding it to the earth while it spins. But did you realize that even though the earth is spinning at a thousand miles per hour in the heliocentric model, 
that the upper air currents are going two to 300 miles per hour faster than the earth is spinning, you know, in the same direction. It's outrunning the spin of the earth. If anything, you would think that it would start to lag behind, but it's outrunning the earth, which is nonsense. Think about this. Remember how they, they showed us the jet streams, you know, the air currents that they go up North America all the way up to like Greenland and then they swoop down again and they do this big sine wave. Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yes. So if you convert that map into an AE um, flat earth map and put those air currents on it, they're perfect circles. Hmm. Orderly, beautiful. Um, there was a website that you can actually take the globe map and convert it to the AE map, and they just recently took it down because they don't want people seeing that. And something else that you mentioned too, like I, I guess uh, you never really think about this because you just assume, well, if the Earth is that big and it's rotating, and you mentioned if you're watching the the sunrise that you'd be going backwards at a thousand miles an hour, or whatever it is. I guess the concept of not feeling motion is an issue. Like if, if the world was turning, you would feel it. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, a lot of people say that, you know, once you're in motion, you know, you can feel the motion. How come when I'm on an airplane and I drink a glass of water, it doesn't fly to the back of the airplane? And I say, take the outer shell of the airplane off and try it because we're sitting on the outside of the earth spinning, you know, mm -hmm. with infinite, the infinite vacuum of space above us that gravity is holding the atmosphere on. You know, if space is a vacuum, like they tell us, you shouldn't be able to drink through a straw because your lungs are creating a much lesser vacuum and you could pull liquid and air up and away from the earth. If gravity was holding it down, you wouldn't be able to do that. Wow. This opens up so many questions and thoughts. <laughs> right. I, I guess kind of another just basic question is why would we be told these things from, from, from birth that we live on a, on a ball if we don't? Yeah. <laughs> that right? that is the big question and the answer is so uh incredibly powerful once you finally come to realize it and it's because the the ruling elite families that know where we live do not want us to realize our true potential we are not just these um random specks of dust that you know a monkey farted and here we are mm -hmm. uh, um we are incredibly powerful spiritual beings. And I don't want to scare people away by saying that. Um, but the way they disconnect us from our power is they keep us in fear with all these false flags and utter nonsense and shortages. Um, they keep us locked in a prison. We live on a ball. There is no more. Um, imagine there, there's, there's so many reasons, but imagine with all of the nonsense that's going on in the United States alone right now, if you found out that there was other lands out there with other people that you've never even heard of without tyrannical governments that you could go to and live in freedom, do you think there would be a mass exodus? Hmm. There's a book called the, uh, that was, that was that you can't find anymore. It's called the iron Republic. If you look up for it on YouTube, there's a couple people reading it, um, about, a, a New York politician, that was sick of the system up here. It was I think it was in the late 1800s, early 1900s, or somewhere around there. Don't quote me on that. And he got a boat and he crew and he, they went to Antarctica and they found an opening in what he thought, thought was the continent. And they went through and they came out into this other ocean, were lost for months, and then they came across another land. And a boat came out to meet them. And the guy said, where are you from? And he said, we're from uh, the, the America. And he goes, well, you're at the Iron Republic. And, and the guys on the boat said, where is that? And he said, it's equally distant from the Antarctic ice wall um, that 
you are, but we're just on the other side. And it's a whole amazing short story about, you know, their adventure out there. So it's like instead of space holding these other possible races and, and species and all this other stuff, you're saying it could be in our own world here, just outside of the wall of Antarctica? So right now they're pushing the big alien agenda. They're brainwashing the crap out of us to believe in aliens and, and, and stuff. I mean, we're supposed to believe that extraterrestrials are traveling billions of miles, light years. Let's talk about light years in a second. Coming here and then crashing in New Mexico. Or perhaps if there are aliens visiting us, I call them extraterrestrials. They come from the extra terra. Terra is land. Mm -hmm. Extraterrestrials that come from beyond Antarctica. They're coming 10,000 miles, maybe 5,000 miles, you know, maybe 50,000 miles. They come here. They can they have technology that can traverse the ice and they're living among us because they look just like us Hmm, because they're still human beings. They're still human beings. There's runaway civilization. So um, I did a, a talk with Sophia Smallstorm. I'm not sure if you know who she is. She's a, no. a researcher that's done a lot on some of the other big conspiracies. And it's called – it's on my YouTube channel, DITRH, mm-hmm. uh, called The Outward Flow of Civilizations. And basically what it says is – you know how all of these uh, Atlantis and uh, um, all these other ancient civilizations uh, – they disappeared. Where did they go? And my theory is that they flowed outwards as our sun migrated outwards. They followed it um, and they just kept going outwards. So the the ice wall, the, the ice shoreline, the ice ring that is Antarctica moved outwards and they went out with it. And there there's um core, you know, they do ice core samples in Antarctica and they find they're finding tropical climates, you know, tropical past below the ice. So these people moved out with that ring. The center ring moved out and these civilizations are in these different rings. Again, it's hard to visualize it, but I have a video uh, talk with the images. It's called The Outward Flow of Civilizations and it's on the DITRH YouTube channel. Okay, but so let's say you're talking about, um, you know, like the tides and the ocean waves and that sort of thing. Wouldn't that be dictated by the moon in the in the in the sky? Yeah, um, that I'm just writing a note to remember to talk about light years. Um, okay. So, so you this is the, the the official story is when the if you imagine the globe in front of you and the moon uh, above it, and we're told that the moon pulls the water on the top part of the globe towards it. You know, wherever the moon is, we'll just call that the top. Pull it bulges towards it, but there's also another high tide on the bottom of the globe, and that's because the moon is also pulling the Earth mm. up and away from the water that's below it. I mean, yeah, that should sound utterly ridiculous, but that's the official story. When in fact, you know, the reason that there's tides uh, with salt water and not fresh water is because the tides are caused by an electromagnetic, for lack of a better word, tug of our electric sun and moon system. And they they pull the water as it moves around. The, and, and the reason that we have bigger tides when the moon is full is because that's when the moon is powered up. Think about this. We have a new moon, which means it's just not lit up by the sun's reflection, but it's still there. Why isn't the tide just equally as big? Because the gravity's still there. It's the amount of energy that the moon is 
producing the 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 electromagnetic field. Just for just I jump forward here. The moon is not reflected sunlight. The moon is its own light. Next time you see the full moon, take a good look at it and you'll see that the light is even all the way around it. Right. If it was if it was reflected sunlight, you'd have a hot spot, you'd have faded edges. It's not the case at all. So you say the moon is a light source unto itself? Yeah, it is, but I I I believe and I don't have proof of this, but there's lots of evidence that the sun, the sun is like a giant Tesla coil and it is lighting up the moon. So depending on the position of the sun, the moon is getting that electricity and lighting up just like a Tesla coil would light up a fluorescent bulb. Okay, well what about like for example, a few months ago we had a, a total eclipse. Isn't that the shade of of the earth kind of coming <laughs> across the the moon and the sun? Again, just just anytime you come up with one of these things that you think proves the earth, just think <laughs> back and say, who told you that? And it's Bill Lye, the scientism guy. Or school, um, you know, when you grew up in school, right? Well, yeah, but, but they tell you that. So think about this. We're told that a lunar eclipse is when the earth comes up in between the sun and the moon when they're opposite each other. So a lunar eclipse can only happen when there's a full moon. That is the case. Um, but there's been over 50 documented eclipses where the observer can see the moon well above the horizon on one side and the sun well above the horizon on the other side. And that eliminates the earth as the cause of that, of that shadow or, and I'll put shadow in quotation marks Uh, to make it worse. The shadow, the darkening of the moon comes in from the top, not from the bottom when it would, it would it would have to come in from the bottom if it was the earth. So then, you know, Bill Lye says, hey, we know it's the earth because only a sphere could make a a circular shadow. Well, <laughs> that's again nonsense. If you uh, just take a light and a ball and put the light on it like it's the sun and take the edge of a book or you know, anything straight edge and put a shadow on it, and it's a curved shadow on a, on a ball. And I'm not even saying by the way that it's a shadow that's ha- that's darkening the moon, you know, from a straight edge, from a flat earth, from a ball earth. It has nothing to do with the earth. Are you calling him Bill Lye? Instead Bill, of Bill-, Bill Lye, the scientism guy. Yes. <laughs> scientism is a religion. You know, the, by the way, flat earthers is just an easy way to say flat earth researchers, people that actually look at what they're told and do tests. We love science, but science has been hijacked by a religion called scientism. And that's when a guy in a white lab coat tells you something and you don't check it out. Everything that, you know, they tell us about the earth there, there, you can't prove it in the scientific method, observable, testable, repeatable. There's none of that in, uh, in globe earth thinking. Okay. And what about the pictures of, uh, of the earth that we've seen from space? I love how you're laughing at these things. Uh, obviously, these are all questions that you've been asked and probably asked yourself. But, you know, every science book, every scientism book will show pictures yeah. of, of the galaxy, including the earth and all these other planets that are in it. Right. NASA provides us with lots of pictures and images, and they'll tell us about them all the time. And the Himawari 8 satellite sends us a picture of the Earth every 10 minutes with real-time weather data. It's amazing. One thing they won't send us is photographs, a photo or a photograph. NASA will never use that term, photo or photograph. They'll send us images hmm. and, and pictures, hmm. okay? Those are not photographs. On my channel again, DITRH YouTube, there is a video called showing how they fake planets. If you if you just Google you know Earth from space, 
just look at it. They're paintings. They don't even match. They, they have the, the USA is twice the size in one of the pictures as it is in another. Uh, I, we, we recreated the Earth in Photoshop, and it looks better than NASA's picture, to be, to be quite honest. And then the Himawari 8, we found the NASA server. They have this open, unlocked server file where they have radar weather data. Uh, they have the, the blue marble flat depiction painting. They, you put it in Photoshop, you wrap the weather data around it, and there it is. There's a real-time picture of Earth, but it's a picture, not a photograph. So you keep talking about NASA. Is NASA uh, behind this as well? The only purpose for NASA, uh, NASA, the, the saying is, the only thing NASA has put into space is your imagination. And NASA <laughs> was here, um, and it was, it, it was put into existence with um, when they discovered, uh, I, I think it's when they discovered that there is a barrier in Antarctica. So it, I think it was 1957, that's when the Antarctic Treaty came in, that's when uh, NASA, right around that time, was was was. Um, created and they told us about the van allen radiation belts right um that we can't get through them although we sent guys to the moon six times during president nixon's presidency six times they said we're going to the moon a month a year later we sent guys to the moon and to today we can't send a guy into orbit right yeah, you know, but we're going to Mars next year, next month, and Tesla's sending one of his cars in uh, in next month to uh, to Mars. It's it's it's. But I've always heard that before that um you know that you going talking about going to the moon like to, to me and that's my biggest problem with the moon landing is that okay look at your cell phone right now that we're or the Skype that we're talking three four years ago it didn't exist like technology moves so fast and so if we went to the moon in 1969 you'd think that we'd have like a shuttle and a city up there now by the way that that, that uh, technology has moved but we can't even get out of the orbit like you said. Very peculiar. So, yeah, we went to the moon with the computing power of a Nintendo, you know, the first series right. Nintendo. And then since then, the most, uh, you know, the biggest achievement of mankind, we lost the plans to the rocket. We lost the, tele the telemetry data. Um, we lost all of the videos because they needed the tape, so they taped over them. Right. Um, they, they, they lost it all. <laughs> you know, uh, the Hubble telescope, has never looked at the moon or the earth because it's not in space. It's, you know, the images that we get, they're just images. They're not photographs. You know, if there are any pictures of what's above us, it's done from an airplane called Sophia that has a big satellite and it's a 747, not a satellite, uh, um, a telescope uh, and the mounted, mounted into the side of this 747 that could take some pictures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what about like the Hubble telescope then? The Hubble telescope is nonsense. There's no satellites as explained in space. Satellites are balloons. Just Google Antarctica satellite balloon, and you'll see that they put up thousands of these balloons with these these satellites that I think they weigh up to two or three tons. Um, and they can put them up there and have them up there for the better part of a year. They can even control where they go by adjusting their height, and that's all done automatically. It, uh, it, there's... There's thousands of them, and just in the last year or so, um, a few of them have crashed in some remote areas, and people have gotten pictures and videos of them. You know, it's, 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 yeah, man, it's a lot to digest, you know. Let, let's, let's talk about light years before okay, I forget. Please. 
So we're told that there's other suns and planets out there that are light years away, hundreds of light years. Okay, let's talk about what a light year is. The sun, our sun, we're told is, a, is you know, we've seen the scale model. And if you think about one of those blue gym balls, those big yoga balls, yep. that's the sun. And the earth is a pebble right next to it. Make sense? Sound yep. about right? Sure. So imagine you're on that pebble and I have the sun literally just an inch over the pebble. Um, and you're on you're on the, the earth pebble and you look up all the, the sun is going to fill the entire sky. Agreed? Agreed. Sure. It's, it's the entire sky. So now we're going to move it to its stated distance of 93 million miles, which is eight light minutes away. And it reduced from the entire sky, horizon to horizon, to the size of a dime held at arm's length. Agreed? Yes. So you're holding a, a dime at arm's length, looking at it, that's basically going to cover the sun. So it reduced that much in that one unit of distance. If I doubled that distance, how small would the sun be? Make it better. If I eight times the distance, could you even see it? Well, in theory, no, right? Right. And that's one light hour. Okay. Eight times the distance is a light hour. I'm not even talking about a light day, week, hmm. month, year. We're talking hundreds of light years. Nonsense. And if you want to, if you get into it a little farther, light has the inverse square law where it has to get four times the amount every time you half the distance, it's utter nonsense. You wouldn't be able to see it. Light doesn't go for billions of years, endless, even through empty space where there's nothing there to block it or whatever. Light is a, an energy wave, and as it goes into the distance, it spreads out and it peters out. And that's part of the reason why we have day and night. We can have nighttime. There's another video on my channel. Uh, it's called Day and Night on a Flat Earth, I think, but that, that'll help you find it, where... Um, at a certain time of the year, at a certain latitude, you can look forward in one direction and it's daylight, blue sky, and look backwards, it's pitch black. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's just because light doesn't go. And also, again, I'm, I'm, I'm blowing people's minds up here because there's, there's a million questions. <laughs> yeah. Daylight and sunlight are not the same thing. The, the, the light of the sun is a light, but the sky is what really is lighting us up. And I believe that the sun, the Tesla coil of the sun, is exciting the gases in the sky. Um, nitrogen, uh, it turns blue, if you didn't know. And that's why we have a blue sky, because it is lighting up the sky around us. And the way to prove that is the sun just rose on one side of your house. You, in the morning, you can go on the other side of your house and read the newspaper, no problem. Not that you should read any newspapers, a whole other story. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but that's because the sky is the, the daylight has arrived. So, and you mentioned this, or you just said this is blowing people's minds with all these facts and figures and all this stuff. How long did it take for you to really embrace all this stuff? And as you're as you're discovering all these things, like did you have a mentor that said check all this stuff out, or somebody like you telling everybody now to to figure all this out? You know, most of us we have the same story that we went into this dragging our feet, kicking and screaming because we didn't want to be here. Um, but the more you look at it, you know, I, I was for the longest time trying to disprove it. Um, I'm still willing to see anything that proves we live on a ball, but uh, I, do not, I do not expect it to, to happen because there's too much proof that we live on a flat stationary plane. Now there's lots of arguments of the layout of the continents. You know, if you look at the AE map, Australia looks entirely too wide. Mm -hmm. um, but 
that's that's a whole nother argument. You know, so we can agree that we're not 100 percent sure of the exact layout of the continents because we don't know. There's there's sections of ocean out in the southern oceans that don't exist, uh, according to GPS. You know, that's probably where those uh, missing flights went. Um, mm. they, they could be way out in those oceans, but those areas don't exist. If you look at um, another good thing is have you looked into a southern flight routes? No. So, so you have to know your geography a little bit. Looking at your globe, um, if you're in the tip of South America, Chile, uh, which is way down on the bottom, close to Antarctica, actually, and you, and then um, halfway around the globe is is Australia or New Zealand, which is basically at the same latitude uh, as as Santiago, Chile, in South America. Right. The shortest line on the globe would be from Santiago, Chile, remaining its southern latitude and go all the way over to Australia. But that's not how the planes go. They'll go from Santiago all the way up to New York, you know, up to the United States. Then they'll cut across and go over to Dubai and then they'll dive back down all the way to Australia. This big giant U or V. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all taught, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And the reason that they do that is if you put that line on a flat earth map, it's a straight line and airplanes it- fly level over the earth plane, not air globe, not sea curve, sea level airplane words have meaning. So you're saying that, that they specifically don't fly that way because it would prove the existence of a flat earth. No, they, there is no way the, the, the routes that they take don't, again, doesn't prove the flat earth, but if the earth was a ball, why wouldn't they just go there or just jump over Antarctica and come out on the other side? Shortest right. route ever. Right. Instead, they go way up into the Northern hemisphere all the way across and then back down. You know, I think like 90% of the people live in the Northern hemisphere or it's some, you know, way offset number traveling in the North. Flight routes make perfect sense. It does. You can go straight line. You can take the northern route. No one goes over the North Pole, but they go close to it. And you can go. You know that they call it the Great Polar Route. And you can go over to China or to you know any uh, Indonesia or, or wherever. Hmm. Or you can go east or west and get there, making a circle around around it. But nobody has ever gone over Antar- Antarctica because it's not at the bottom of a ball. Wow. Um, what about, okay, so if you're in the sky, though, the horizon is curved. No. That's, see, that's another thing. Everyone says, oh, the horizon <laughs> is curved. They can see it from an airplane. Um, what you're seeing, there's, there's a whole bunch of things. One, airplane windows have a curve to them, so mm-hmm. that'll throw you off a little bit. But let's say you have a straight window. Um, the horizon always rises up to your eye level or just about your eye level. But the problem is when you're at altitude – the the horizon doesn't quite make it to eye level because the atmosphere basically blocks out um, the remaining distance that you can't see. And when you have enough atmosphere, like if you ever been uh, to a mountainous area where you have mountain after mountain after mountain that you can see, each one gets lighter and lighter and lighter until it becomes blue sky. And it's just because you can't see it through all of the particles in the atmosphere. You with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So so that's just the limit of our eye. But when you're on a beautifully clear day above the clouds, you can see in the same distance in all directions. So let's say I can see 100 miles or whatever the distance is, um, and I'm looking, you know, let's, let's say I'm looking at it, like 12 o'clock is straight ahead of me. 
So I could see to the 12. And then at one o'clock, I could see to that distance. It's 100 miles to each of the numbers on the clock in front of me. If you connect all of those lines, you've created a circle on a flat surface. But your programming, Star Wars, school, global news has made your mind see a circle, see a sphere when in fact you're just seeing a flat circle. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple of the things that have sprung up from what you've said. So we're talking about how Antarctica is kind of the, the border to, to our Earth, shall we say. Is it circle the entire or... or like if we're a disc or a square, if I go, you know, like you said, in Santiago, Chile, and just go directly south, will that take me to the Antarctica Wall as well? Well, again, I don't like calling it the Antarctica Wall. What do you call I it? I call it the Antarctic Shore. You know, people say, why doesn't the water fall off the earth? Yeah. That's a good question. If you have a, imagine a big, you're in Kansas, big flat area, flat as a pancake. Right. And there's a, there's a lake, uh, let's say it's, you know, whatever, big circular lake. And in that lake are a bunch of islands. Okay, that's right. the world. That lake, the water is the oceans. Those islands are the continents. The center, very center of the lake is the North Pole. And you could sail all around those continents. You could sail clockwise. You can sail counterclockwise. That's east. Clockwise is, is west. Right. Um, and then you could sail away from the center or, or any straight line from any point will eventually be going south. And what will happen if you keep going? You'll hit the shoreline of the lake. Mm-hmm. The question I ask is, why doesn't the water fall off the lake? I just, yeah, well, I guess because of Because the... there's no edge. Because it's not an edge. It's just the end of the ocean. And Antarctica is the shoreline that holds our oceans in. Our sun doesn't get out far enough to melt that. So now you get up, you get up, and you get your dog sled, and you, you start going, and you keep going straight. Will you hit a barrier? Will you hit lands that are just so cold and so dark that you can't get through it just because it's too cold and too dark? Or is there a barrier? Or will you come across another thermal pocket with its own sun? Don't know the answer. Well, no, because we've never been there, like you said, if that's Correct. the case. So is, is there is there some influential people that, that believe this as well? Because you would think, let's say... If, all it would take is a, is a Richard Branson or somebody like that with the money to go, oh, we're going to Antarctica and we're going to go past this kind of crest or shoreline or whatever you want to call it and just keep going and see what happens. Yeah. So that again, the, the flat earth is the biggest secret of the elite. This is the most important thing um, to keep us depowered. We, we'll get into that at the end. But um, Richard Branson, uh, Tesla, all of those guys, these guys are either completely robotic morons, you know, that have been brainwashed or they're just in on it. I kind of think that they're just in on it um, because there is no other space programs. Um, you know, NASA it, it controls the minds of the world as far as space travel. There are some bigger names that know the Earth is flat um, that cannot come out because if they come out, they lose everything. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there are people within the elite that want this to come out, um, but they, but again, they're not speaking out because they'll lose everything. Well, I guess it's the same as, you know, kind of to a lesser degree, if you're a Scientologist or whatever it may be, or some kind of a cult member or whatever, you don't want anybody to know about it because if you're outed, it makes you sound like a lunatic, like you said. 
again, again, flat earth, you know, has we've been taught that flat earther is the name flat earther is an insult, moron, idiot, you know, dumbass, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but that's just brainwashing because the truth is flat earth is what we observe. You know, watch the sun. Now you look at the sun that looks like it goes down, right. but it, it it's also Imagine um, you're in a, a big flat area and you see a plane over on the horizon 20 miles away. Um, you're looking at it, again, parallel with the ground. And then it flies over your head. You got to look way up because it's 35,000 feet over your head. And then it's down on the ground when it's on your other side. And that's a big arc. Do you think that the plane in that short of distance is making a big arc? It's not. It's a flat level plane. It's perspective that makes us see things as a, as a curve. Well, yeah, and, and I can understand kind of the concept of when you grow up a certain way, you just think that way, and it's very, very hard to get people to change their beliefs, if especially if they're not seeing it. Even if they do see it, it's hard to get them to change their beliefs. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It. The, here's the problem. School is the, an indoctrination program. They teach us to read, regurgitate, and repeat. They do not teach people how to think for themselves. It is, it is so difficult to get people to actually look at something. Here, what is the curvature formula for the globe that we live on? Do you know? I don't know. It's a simple formula. It's eight inches per mile squared. Okay. Okay. 99% okay. of the population cannot understand that. Mm -hmm. And what that means is for each mile you go, you have to square the distance and times it times eight, eight inches. So in one mile, it's eight inches. In two miles, it's two times two is four times eight is 32 inches. You know, three miles is three times three times three times eight. And it, that's because the earth is dropping away faster and faster and faster. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's eight inches per mile. So in eight miles, it's 64 inches. That's a slope. You know, we don't live on a slope, nor do we live on a ball. Mm -hmm. um, but Here's one for you. Airplanes flying at 550 miles per hour would have to nose down a full mile every two minutes to maintain the altitude that they're at. Otherwise, the Earth is just going to drop away right. and they're going to find themselves in an hour's time, you know, at a ridiculous height. Oh, getting back to uh, the we were talking about curvature from the airplane. I, I was explaining how you see a flat circle. It appears to be a sphere. Um, we've sent balloons up and, and also the other, the other thing is all these balloon videos and stuff, they're all done with fisheye lenses. GoPro has a fisheye lens. Mm -hmm. You can film the ground from ground level and it shows curvature. Right. Um, right. We've sent balloons up 120,000 feet flat as can be mm -hmm. flat mm -hmm. as can be. It's, it's, it's a great point about the airplane. If you, if you were yeah. flying and not nosing down, you would just fly basically right out of the side of the atmosphere into space, right. you know, but our mind programming says that airplanes don't have enough power to break Earth's gravity and the, gra the gravity is holding the Earth like a string would hold you to a post. You know, mm -hmm. if you're running around and uh, holding on to a rope that's tied to a post, you know, that's what gravity does to the airplane. Nonsense. When you were kind of uh, coming over to this this uh, belief and you said, you know, you tried Under to just... You know, it's an understanding. A belief understanding. is just sure. believing something without checking into it. The clarity of it. And you said that you had some some real big reservations. What was your biggest, uh, like, proof that the earth is a, is, is a ball, this is the proof, and it was debunked? Like, what, what to you was the, was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, to understanding this completely? 
so it's the same ones that everybody has. You know, both the, the we all we, we've all seen the ship go over the horizon, but now that we have great optics, you know, the, the P900, the Nikon P900 super zoom camera, you can watch a ship completely disappear over the horizon, then you take out your camera, zoom in, and there's the entire ship again. Okay, mm-hmm. that just shows that it's the angular resolution of your eye not being able to see it. And then you can zoom in and then it goes farther and it goes away again and you, and you get a telescope and you can zoom in. But then you can't see it all of a sudden. Um, and that's because it's so far away that there's so much atmosphere in between you and it that it blocks your view and no magnification can bring it back again. Hmm. So the solar eclipse is another big one. We just had the big solar eclipse back in August, yep. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and what nobody has ever seen is the moon approach the sun and exit the sun. It's just this eclipse. And, you know, you would think that, hey, the earth must be reflecting enough light to light up the moon, but it never happens. You never see it. And this is a, this is a difficult one for people to wrap their mind around, but it's not the moon. We don't believe it's the moon that is eclipsing the sun. And again, I told you that our sun is a reflection or projection. And uh, one way we're able to model it is that something is going behind the apparent sun that we see, uh, blocking its projection. Uh, Again, there's another video on my channel um, called Our Projected Sun Eclipse or something. You'll find it in the first, I don't know, 20 videos. Oh, by the way, all the videos on DITRH, they're all under five minutes, Hmm. right? I made it. Um, easy for our, our fluoridated, vaccinated, GMO'd brains <laughs> to to uh, understand. I mean, to be able to pay attention to. And by the way, my videos are just a gateway drug to two-hour videos, so be careful. Let me ask you this, because this is something that I've always thought about, too, and this is actually kind of proof that, that what you're saying is completely the, the, the truth, is that you talk about the North Star. You know, the North Star always guides me. The North Star is always in the same place no matter where you are. How yeah. how can that be if the Earth was a ball? <laughs> so so the the answer that the globalists will give it it's so far away right. that that the, the little movements of the Earth and by the way the Earth is is orbiting the Sun at sixty six thousand miles per hour while chasing the Sun at almost five hundred thousand miles per hour. So every year it's going it's it's a billion miles or whatever the math turns out to be in a different place, but it always it still points to the north, to the North Star. I, I did an experiment. I got a pipe, uh, a section like a three-inch, uh, three-foot piece of pipe, about half-inch pipe, mm-hmm. and I rigged it up on the side of my house. I lined up the North Star in it, and I nailed it into position so it wouldn't move. And every any day of the year, any time at night, you go out there and look through it, and there's the North Star. It never moves. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It never moves. So, so think about this. So you have a imagine right in front of you, you have your sun. okay, and then the earth is off to the right. okay, Mm -hmm. and and you're on um, you're on the equator, which is so it's halfway between the top and bottom of the earth. And when you're on the side facing the sun, the sun would be directly above you and you're looking at it at daytime. Can't see any stars. Right. 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 Yep. So it spins around 180 degrees. Now the sun is on the other side of the earth behind you and you're on the equator and you're looking away from the sun. You can see all the stars. It's midnight, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So now 
six months later, the sun stays right where it is. The earth is now on the other side of the sun. So now when you're on the night side of the earth looking away from the sun, you're looking 180 degrees away from where you saw the other stars, but you see the same stars. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, completely. Completely. <laughs> I guess the Earth forgot to turn on that point in time. The, well, the, no, <laughs> the universe has to be going around with us. I mean, it makes no sense. And people go, well, you don't see the same stars, you know, in the winter and summer. Well, that's not true. You see a lot of the same stars, but you don't see a lot of the stars that are around during the, the early evening, uh, morning, because in the summer, the sun comes up and set, comes up earlier and sets later, so you don't even get to see those stars because you only see them in the winter because it's darker longer. So when you have all these evidences and all this proof and everything like this, David, so what, what is your overall mission? Are you trying to like educate the world into this? Do you think there's a chance that people will, will believe what, 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 what you feel is the truth? You know, Chris, th- this is a, a, a crazy world. The, the stuff that the elite are doing um, is beyond what even a, uh, an awoke person can deal with. And if people realized that we lived on a flat earth, which has a, a lot of implications, uh, it would end their power. It would end their ability over, to rule over us. Because I, I have some good news for everybody. You have free will. And you, the elite can only rule over you if you agree to it. And they have a, a, a rule, and it's called um, – it has to do with free will, where they have to tell us what they're doing. They do it through predictive programming. They do it in movies. They tell us what they're doing, and that way they can say, oh, well, we told you. You just didn't understand. And they, the, you know, all the false flags that happen, they tell us ahead of time. And here, here's the thing. I grew up. I'm a science guy, astronomy. I loved it. You know, we're, we, we evolved and we're here and we're random specks in an infinite universe. And, uh, and all the research I've done in my life, if anyone mentioned God, religion or anything, boom, I'm gone. Next channel. Move along. OK, I am not religious in any way, shape or form. But once you realize that the entire heliocentric, you know, ball nonsense is is ridiculous then you look at the at the flat earth realm and you realize it was created with intelligence and i'll just leave it right there it was intelligently designed okay that's mm-hmm. all i know mm-hmm. that's a fact i know was it god was it aliens was it you know uh, another race from another realm i'm not even going there right. it's intelligently designed um and we are here for a purpose and that purpose has been hijacked by the satanists that run our government Wow, the Satanists that run in the government, the Satanists uh, now too. We're not, we're not, we're, we're not ready for that for this conversation. <laughs> so when you, when you, that's a whole other conversation. But when you're talking yeah. about the elitists, who is it that that's behind this and who knows about it? Yeah, that's a good question. How you know? Do do senators know? Maybe, maybe some of them know. Does the president um, know? You know, the the president. The president is either a hopeless puppet that's sold out for their position. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about all the presidents. Sure. You know, if you say, you know, Republican, Democrat, that's left arm, right arm is right. on the same monster. It's the same thing. Either they have no power or they know or they've literally sold their souls um, and ended up in this position for a purpose. They orchestrate everything. They know years in advance. You know, 9-11 was orchestrated in so many movies beyond any doubt 
that it could be a coincidence. You know the you know the uh, Economist magazine how they always have those crazy covers that are predicting the future. Mm-hmm. So I think it's in 1978 they had one that said 2017 will be the year the year of cryptocurrencies, the year of uh, of digital currency. That was before the internet yeah. was was even invented. Right, right, right. Here we I, are with I, Bitcoin. And here we are. With Bitcoin, it's, yeah. It's insane. Hmm. Um, all of this stuff is orchestrated. You, you being in the pro wrestling, uh, we, we spoke about this the other day, is um, where we had, uh, was it Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, where they were the mega powers, yeah. and they were fighting the Twin Towers, which was, I think, Big Boss Man and Hakeem. Hakeem, yeah. Hakeem. <laughs> they were the big towers, and they were going to make the towers come crumbling down um, with their, and the announcer says, are you going to continue your terrorist attack? Right? <laughs> and and the, the, t- the Twin Towers are going to crumble down, and they made these hand motions. I mean, that is predictive programming. <laughs> That's not a coincidence. Wow, I mean, this, so, is, this is a lot to, uh, <laughs> to to bite off here, David. And like I said, I mean, if if this is all true and this is all like you said, this is an understanding you've come to. Are you now an enemy to these people? You know what? You're only. It doesn't matter whether you're an enemy or not. It it matters if you're in fear because if you're in fear, then they own you. They can take you. But if you're not in fear and you remain grounded and clear in thought and spirit. Um, I don't believe they have any effect over you whatsoever. I've even tested it out with a uh, run-in with the police, and uh, and I held my rights. They wanted my ID. I said, I don't have to give you my ID. And uh, then I kept asking them if they were detaining me, and they, they let me go. You didn't have to give them your ID? Isn't that kind of a— No. You don't have to give your ID unless you're being arrested for something. Oh, cops don't like that sometimes when you know your rights. <laughs> well, I, I held my own, and in the end, he respected me. Hmm. In the end, he gave me like a look, like good for you. Right, 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 you know? right, right. And it was it was amazing. And meanwhile, my buddies that are watching this, their jaws are falling out of their mouth. <laughs> They're like they would have <laughs> they would have bent over and taken it. Sure, of course, you know? of course. <laughs> uh, just a couple last things here. I wanted to just ask you about something else that I was kind of reading about. You kind of mentioned it was talking about the official the Antarctic Treaty, and that's kind of a treaty between countries to protect uh, the, the the wall, shall we speak, the shore, shall we speak. Protect the lands of Antarctica. You know, there, there's the story of Admiral Byrd who flew over Antarctica and found a continent that was bigger than the United States and no human has ever set foot on. I don't know if that's a, if he's part of the story, if you know that's part of the disclosure or if that slipped out or not. But when have you heard 57 plus countries agreeing on something, you know, forever where there's tons of resources? You know, there's oil, there's coal, there's all sorts of stuff down there, you know, precious metals and who knows what else? When have you ever heard you know that many countries agreeing on something? And it can't even be discussed until 2040. So 2040 is when they can release the the reports and release the evidence and the proof. No, no, 2040 you can start discussing. You know, like Exxon could say, "Hey, we want oh. to go down there and get oil," you know, or whatever. So governments of 57 countries are down with this and under- and know it- what's going on. It's, so here's the thing. Governments, wars, they're all made up. You know, the Cold War with Russia, how many battles were there? Well, none. Zero. There, yeah, none. There was there none. Was it's no, all right? fake. Yeah. They're, all, they're all in this together. It's, you know, America is the military wing. London is the financial wing. The, the Vatican is the religious wing, you know, and they're controlling, they're controlling the whole world. The, the, all of these wars are to get, you know, the, the 
Rothschild central banks in every country. There's only, I think, two countries left, which is Iran and uh, Syria. And that's why they're dying to get to war with them, but they can't until we give them permission. Just like 9-11, we gave them permission to go invade all those countries. They couldn't have done it without our permission because they need us to consent. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, so la- <laughs> la- last question. What, what, what's your statement to people about all this? Is there kind of a mission statement that you say, like, get your head out of your ass and see what's going on here? Or, or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that is a good one. Um, get your head, head out of your ass. The, the whole thing, you know, conspiracy theory, that was a name that came up by um, the CIA came up with that just to discredit anyone investigating anything. You know, they, they've hijacked it. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not conspiracy. It's um, ah, whatever. It'll come to me. Yeah. Again, don't believe anything anybody tells you. You have to go check it out yourself. You have to look into it and you have to get rid of the brainwashing. You know, uh, the the top 21 questions that you have are in a video called A Stranger's Guide to Flat Earth 21 Questions. You can just look for that on YouTube, A Stranger's Guide to Flat Earth 21 Questions. Watch it. It's 45 minutes long. It answers your top 21 questions. And then you can do your research from there because believing in the globe, once you understand what you believe in, you'll wonder how you ever believed that before. Well, I think a lot of it is, like you said, because that's the way that it is and that's the way we were brought up. And that's just, you know, you, you don't question something like that. Why, why would you? You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the other thing is, you know, how can so many people keep a, you know, keep a secret? You know, they couldn't even keep a blowjob secret in the White House, you know, with Clinton. <laughs> uh, again, another nonsensical event. We don't know how many people know. I think it's a pretty small number, but I think there's also plenty of people that know uh, what's going on with the world. And once you realize where we are, who we are, and what we are, I could understand how these elite uh, look down upon the masses and like cattle, like they don't really matter because it's a weird world we live in. It, it's a construct that is far different from what we are taught. Well, it's absolutely fascinating food for thought, David. And like I said, you mentioned about 10 other things that we can talk about. So we have to definitely uh, meet up again and talk some more stuff. But uh, thank you so much, man. And the <laughs> flat earth. Let me let me throw in one more thing. Uh, I do the Flat Earth Podcast, available on SoundCloud, iTunes, everywhere else. The Flat Earth Podcast um, for an hour of audio, or it's a little over an hour, if you want to listen to that. My YouTube channel, there's Jaronism, uh, which is another great channel for longer videos. Uh, it'll blow you away. Um, and just just research. Also, my the Facebook page, the Flat Earth Podcast Facebook page, has le- just go to the videos on that page, and you'll find the top you know, the top videos that will answer all of your questions. And Flat Earth is Jericho. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks to David Weiss for the fascinating conversation. So much information to get you thinking. And whether you believe it or not, I like having guests like David on because he believes it. It makes for a great story and a great interview and a great guest. Uh, and like David said, it's more about questioning everything for yourself and not just believing everything that you're told. So check out his podcast, The Flat Earth Society, and check out his YouTube channel, D-I-T-R-H. 
down in the rabbit hole, deep in the rabbit hole. For more information on all that we talked about, and also hit up ChrisJerichoCruise.com to get all the information on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, setting sail October 27th for as low as uh, 150 bucks. You can reserve your cabin, and you will be a part of history. The first Rock and Wrestling Rager ever going from Miami to the Bahamas, and everybody is going to be there. I mean, come on, live podcast, stand-up comedy, meet and greets, concerts, uh, the chance to see Kenny Omega in the ring. All of that is all included with your uh, purchase of a cabin. And also, you'll be able to hang out in the ship with everybody. Uh, and we're going to get to those guests pretty soon. Remember, if you book by April 14th, you'll have a chance to be ro- uh, a Fozzie Rody for a day or sit front row at a Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor uh, match with me, Chris Jericho, or have dinner with some Ring of Honor superstars. All of that, if you book your cabin before April 14th, you will be eligible to win one of those great uh, perks. And you'll also get a chance to hang out with Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Noel Foley, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, Cyrus and Paul Lazenby from Killing the Town, Conan, Disco Inferno, Shane Helms from Keeping It 100, Beyond the Darkness will be there, Colt Cabana, Marty DeRosa doing their unprofessional wrestling show, hilarious, Brad Williams, Ron Funches, Busted Open Radio is going to be there, uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, and Stone Sour. Fozzie is going to be playing. Phil Campbell, the Bastard Sons. King, uh, the Stir from Atlanta, Georgia. Dave Spivak Project. Cherry Bomb, Shoot the Thrill. Blizzard of Ozzy. And of course, the Ring of Honor presenting the Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening in the middle of the ocean. And the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship shot in the future. Kenny Omega will be there. Young Bucks will be there. Marty Skrull, Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle, Frankie Kazarian, Adam Page, Chris Daniels, Jay Lethal, Cheeseburger, Diana Palazzo, Mandy Lyon, uh, Matt Taven, uh, Silas Young, Flip Gordon, Delirious, Kenny King. Basically, everybody in uh, Ring of Honor, including Cody, don't call him Rhodes, his wife, Brandy Rhodes. This is going to be the destination vacation for many years to come. Come join us and be a part of the very first one ever. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Don't you dare miss it. And don't you dare miss it this Wednesday when uh, coming up. We got a, uh, well, it's been a while since I recorded this one. WWE UK, Trent Seven uh, uh, is going to be here. Pete Dunne is going to be here. Tyler Bate is going to be here. Three representatives of the WWE UK contingent joining us as we get back to wrestling uh, next Wednesday right here on Talk is Jericho. Mike, so we'll see you then. And in the meantime, and in between time, stay odd, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, yeah.